0: Well, how did you learn about crypto? What were some of the things you were doing before it? And really, what was that like um, thing that attracted you to come into this space? Let's get straight into it. Uh, I am the co-founder and the CEO of Dowlands. But let's start with my background. It goes all the way back to 2015, uh, when I first discovered Bitcoin. One mistake after the other, I think for the first five years, all I did was making mistakes.
1: Um, like many of us, I, I started the D- to degen. So I went down that route and, you know, made decisions I wouldn't recommend, but learned a lot, learned the
2: importance of safety and security when uh, in interacting with, with these protocols. I This is my third startup. Um, I started off as a software developer. But then uh, if I tell you a little bit more, in earlier in my days, uh, when I was 10 years old, uh, I was living in Hong Kong and uh, we have these uh, track cars uh, where you can like, buy different components and then like, you can change the gear ratio and stuff. I started uh, making my own gears and like burning plastic which is really not a good idea. I'm sure that took a couple of years out of my life, but uh, I started selling those gear sets to to other little kids. So that's sort of my first entrepreneur journey. My journey
1: here on the earth began in Jamaica. I was born in Jamaica, West Indies, and um, pretty large extended family. My mom was one of 11, my dad one of five, and all the families we traveled together for. So, so from Jamaica, we moved to Michigan, Michigan to Southern California, that's kind of where uh, where I
3: where I grew up. I got really interested in crypto and Web3 in 2018 because I was working in marketing, doing like data analytics and essentially ran into a lot of these problems around data ownership, um, around provenance for data and all that stuff and ultimately realized that crypto was this really interesting space that was potentially solving a lot of those problems.
4: Um, So a little bit of my personal background, I guess. So I started building in crypto around 2016, uh, focusing on enterprise blockchain, similar to IBM's uh, Hyperledger project or R3 Corda, uh, helping governments or enterprises uh, implement private blockchains or help them to create consortium of private networks among interested parties.
1: I've always considered myself and see myself as an early adopter. Uh, Love technology from 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 very very young, young age, and. Um, In college, I studied economics. After that, I actually went into teaching. So I joined the Teach for America movement and taught fifth grade uh, in Long Beach Unified uh, in California for for a couple of years. Eye-opening experience um, and kind of set the tone for the next journey in my career. But after that, I I, I worked for a startup uh, in California, education-related startup.
2: Um, working with colleges and universities to help improve the student experience um, since then started uh, studying engineering right of school uh, worked for a defense contractor where you put uh, where we put software that you put on military drones um, that's about the most I can tell you about what we did um, and uh, after doing that for a while uh, in two thousand and ten started my first company uh, in our new york a Business to uh, business AI big data company that very specific targeted for publishers, um, particularly for the, the CNN, the Forbes of the world, where we help the editorial team figure out how to like place their own content, uh, A/B test their title, you know, figure like state hey, this story about Donald Trump should go to this part of the page versus this other part of the page, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then started a second company with the same pretty much same group of founders, including my current co-founder, uh, CTO Matt, uh, another AI company uh, called X.AI, where we help you schedule meetings uh, over emails uh, via this human-like uh, chat bot over email, built a team to about 60 people, and uh, the company also ended up getting acquired. And uh, when Matt and I got back together in 2020 and started thinking about what we should do next after spending 10 years together, um, we iterate on a uh, redeemable NFT project, and uh, which was great. Uh, we minted a set of uh, NFTs where you can take that NFT and go back to the issuer and uh, let them You can redeem for whatever the issuer promised. It was great for us to get our hands dirty writing our first smart contract, uh, but also get us out to talk to the various token communities and DAOs, right? Uh, and when we started doing that, I started to realize, wow, this uh, this new kind of community, a new way to organize people, had a lot of parallel to how I was thinking about organization.
3: And I also had this this history and love for like economics. I did, you know, model UN in high school and all of those things, and so had this kind of passion for human systems at the same time, and. All of that ended up being these patterns that I found in crypto. And I think this was... People were calling it Web3 then, but not really.
0: And when I say making mistakes, that was investing in the wrong things. Probably picking up on some really, really, really interesting stuff and not realizing how it would unfold. Uh, I dismissed DAOs as an idea in 2017. uh, And today I'm building for DAOs, who would have thought... I dismissed Polygon as a company back in 2018 saying, hey, it's coming out of India. I don't think a company coming out of India in unfriendly regulations is going to go anywhere. There were so many mistakes that in 2020, I professionally joined Merkle Science as the AVP of product. And Merkle Science, for everybody's context, is like this company that goes after crypto uh sort of monitoring, which is to say that tracking and from a compliance perspective, are you really doing any illicit use? Are you a rug puller? Or let's say you steal funds, where are you really bouncing off the funds? Are you trying to like launder money and whatnot? So we worked with some of the best intelligence wings, FBIs, whatnot, right? Like banks, exchanges, everyone getting into a room. A couple of things led to me exploring DAOs in a very different light. Back in 2017, the narrative was that, hey, DAOs are probably gonna just be about, you know, replacing governments, And in 2020, suddenly there was this change in focus. It was like, okay, let's not be too idealistic. Let's figure out a way of like sustaining this through. There were people who were really trying to build products. And that was where I was like, okay, this has been a massive shift out of every effort that is being put into crypto. I think the end state of every community in an ideal way will be a DAO. Maybe the definition of what a DAO is will change. But it was there where we got started and... To be very honest, like this was not long back, two years back, when I was getting started with DAOs, we would run into weird, weird, weird descriptions. It was like, "Hey, we are trying to do scalability as public, public, global utility," and I don't know what that sentence means after having been in crypto since twenty fifteen.
4: Um, and this startup, uh, and we ended up uh, launching a layer one project uh, in two thousand seventeen that was focusing specifically on interoperability, and since. Uh, we had experience in building uh, in creating uh, private networks and consortium of private networks. Uh, you know, we had the right uh, experience uh, and focus uh, on interoper- interoperability. Um, but after around five years of working in the protocol, I decided that I wanted to start a new startup. Uh, so I left the company and founded Nukes. Uh,
2: back at X.ai, X. Uh, I was the COO and running a, a 60-person organization. And I spent a lot of time thinking about how do we push decision to the edge? How do we really get the team to like autonomously deliver? Having an aligned vision, mission, and goals. Experimenting, like letting the whole company vote on like what future should we do, deploy next. Turned out to be not a good idea, by the way. Um, <laughs> Which is funny thing in parallel to some of the uh, issues that we see in uh, in, in DAOs today. Um, so, but I'm still a big believer that what can really help scale that kind of organization is having smart contracts and token and tying these pieces together, and then being able to develop and build these type of organization in a global way and aligning incentives the right way. Um, but at one point in my career, I I decided that I, I wanted to create
1: a network of schools serving under-resourced communities here uh, in the U.S. But knew I wasn't going to go back and be a teacher again, or go back and be a principal, or that sort of thing. But how do I get the knowledge, skills, and abilities to be able to um, operate and run um, a school system? So um, in in that role, yeah, you know, running a, a network of of schools responsible for mission, vision, values, and commercial real estate where all of the the students were. Um, Really uh, strong and robust governance regime, a national governing board, regional governing boards, uh, dealing with local politicians and influencers and that sort of thing. So it was uh, quite a complex multi-state organization. And as you may know, charter schools for whatever reason are, are political and controversial here in, in the US. Uh, so a lot of action happening um, in that in that role. When Bitcoin came on the scene and then later Ethereum, I was super skeptical. but you know one of the technologies that we were looking at or I should say programs that we were looking at in the school system was uh, a student information system right? And I started to think about wait how can you create a student information system based on distributed ledger technology? So I started to dig into the the technology. That was what I was really curious about. And just the potential use cases of having uh, this uh, permissionless worldwide ledger that everyone, and have visibility to and access to. Like, what is the potential of, of that? You know, I started thinking about uh, in terms of the education space, putting badges, credentials, certifications on chain. You know, kind of moving from a K through 12 space into a higher ed space, and then into the the career space and workforce. And sort of, how do you certify that someone has achieved? a a particular goal or a certification and thinking about the consensus mechanisms of of blockchains and what that could do for you know an educational credential
3: um and so i started exploring the space ended up actually co-founding a company with a mentor of mine and uh, built developer tools for a couple of years and then really got into what i would call more of like the web 3 side of things over the past like a little less than a year, I would say, because I do think that there's a pretty big difference between different parts of crypto. And I think Web3 obviously is a term that people are using for a bunch of different things, but the the little corner of the internet that I exist on, I think is different from other parts of crypto. So I like to make that distinction.
0: And when I say having been in crypto, I mean, I really have been in crypto. I've been building things, exploring smart contracts, talking to developers, following projects, investing money, burning money, making
1: profits, whatnot. Yeah, so I started to geek out about um, all those those possibilities. And so I um, made my way to Circle, Circle Internet Internet Financial, the, the operator of USDC. And then I noticed that Enes was looking for a leader, uh, an executive director, and I already got my, my .e, I was actually involved a lot in domain trading in the early 2000s as, as well. Um, so I said, hey, you know what? Uh, this looks like a, a great fit. Um, so I um, threw my hat in the ring and six months later, here we
2: are chatting.
4: Yeah, that's, that kind of sums up my uh, crypto uh, uh,
2: years, I guess. Um, so super excited to get this journey of Chambers, and uh, here we are.